Hello, and welcome to Becoming, hosted by Lisa Loveland and Costa Hansis. This podcast is focused on helping you become the best version of yourself. And no matter where you are on that journey, we hope to bring you one step closer with every episode. Now, please join me in welcoming your hosts, Lisa Loveland and Costa Hansis. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to Becoming. Today, we have James Turner, who is actually part of our team. He is the chief community officer for the Billionaire Lynx Club. Why don't you just start off um, with how you got into this space? Sure, yeah. So I've been in crypto for a few years um, since... uh, uh, I mean, I, I started way back in like 2013, um, but like I didn't know what it was. It was uh, I played a game called Tribal Wars, and um, I don't know if you guys are familiar. It's a real nerdy game. It's like clicker game, um, and uh, and I was the community treasurer, and uh, and one of the one of the guys had like a, an idea of. Uh, using Bitcoin because it was this cool new thing to like uh, store value uh, for our treasury. So we didn't have to like transact in like USD. And I don't know, it was like he, he sold it as like a more secure thing and we didn't know what was going on, but we we're like, yeah, cool, whatever, Bitcoin. Um, and and so that's kind of my first foray into like the, the world of crypto, but I didn't do anything with it until about 2017 because I saw what happened. I saw like pump and I, I everyone started talking about crypto again i was like you know i remember this whole bitcoin thing so i started looking into it um and i really got involved in like the social media space on crypto so like um i got involved with the steam it the steam blockchain uh back in 2017 it was like the first crypto blockchain and i uh uh, i made some music on there it got pretty pretty popular on that on that platform and um and I just, I loved the entire idea of everything, how it was, um, uh, you know, it was community-based. Like uh, that whole system was based off of like how many clicks you got. You got like a certain percentage of the pool uh, of the day's funds. And it was just really cool because it was controlled by the people. It was it was completely different versus Web2 where it was controlled top down. This was like, um, you know, the people decided what they liked and what they liked gave rewards to the people they liked. Of course, it was gamed and, you know, big wells came in and destroyed it. But, you know, um, you know, as it happens. Uh, and um, and, I, and then after it dumped, you know, uh, in 2018 and it was a really bearish time, you know, I, I t- took a step back uh, and because I just thought, OK, this might be over. I might have had my time in there. And, you know, I think a lot of people felt that way, you know, and then um, I saw in 2020 started coming back in and I said, okay, I've missed it. I had a lot of friends that stayed in throughout that entire time that, that got involved in the entire ecosystem that, that, that put their expertise from like the web two uh, uh, industry or service industry or business industry and transferred it into web three. And they did very well for themselves. So I, uh, I saw this coming back in 2020 and I just said, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Um, and I put my entire life uh, into it. Um, I, I just dove head first uh, into in the end of 2020. Uh, like NFTs weren't that big at that time. And then um, a few months after I really started getting back into crypto into the market and, and you know, doing some trading, NFTs kind of just took off. And at first I was very, I was still like pictures, 
like pictures on the internet. Come on, guys. Like, what? Like, come on. And you know, and I didn't, I, I didn't buy the, I didn't drink the Kool Aid, right? I didn't. Like for a couple months, I was just like, eh, it ain't gonna be nothing. And, and one of my friends was like, really, dude, like, look, just check it out, come into this community, get a feel for it, see what, what's going on and, and see if you really like it because it's so much more than pictures. And I was just like, okay, fine, I'll check it out. So I hopped on Discord and I was like, Discord, really? Come on, Discord, like, yeah, we play video games on Discord. I was like, come on. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I jumped in and uh, I had a blast. You know, it was completely, completely different than the whole coin space where it was very just ROI driven and uh, just like number go up, number go up, let's go shill, let's go do this, let's go, you know, um, it was, it was really like I was making relationships. I was talking about real, uh, uh, you know, life uh, real things happening in my life and people were having discussions and, and we were talking about the future. It was like, Honestly, if I could equate it to anything, it was like back in like early 2017 when I was in crypto, like when like the world was bright and the future was bright and there were possibilities. That was the NFT space. That is the NFT space. People are thinking of new ways to go forward. Right. It's not right. just, right. you know, sorry, and, oh, sorry. Go, uh, and, and, and yeah, so that's, that's what got me into it. Uh, and I jumped in. Um, I started, I just really dove headfirst into the community aspect. I love the idea of just being able to communicate with people on a regular basis. And, um, and somebody made me a mod then somebody made me a community manager. Uh, I found that my talents in the real world as like a manager, as a operations director and all that can't fit perfectly into this. And, um, and the rest they say is history. Yeah, no, it's it's a great story. And you're, I mean, one of the reasons we wanted you on the team was you're so good at drawing people in. And I think um, it's so interesting. It's kind of uh, ironic that Web3 is kind of anonymous, but yet these communities are what is making projects successful these days. And the community is so open and it's so collaborative and it's so sharing. So it, why do you think that is? You know, people want to be anonymous, but yet they come in here and they really engage and 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 give it their authentic yeah. self. It's I, I think so. Man, it's it's it, there's so many layers to that. Um, I I think the first thing, like you said, anonymous. I think it's interesting. So, like on LinkedIn, for example, uh, my picture, my PFP is one of my. Uh, one of my NFTs from a community that I really love. And, and uh, it's not a big community, you know, uh, there's probably like 20 active people in it, but that's my home base. You know, mm -hmm. that's, those people are my family, you know? Um, and, um, but when I have that PFP up there, I'm able to do emojis that I probably wouldn't do. Like if, if I had my face, you know, I wouldn't do like certain emojis. I wouldn't act a certain way, but it's my real self coming out because, mm -hmm. I, I, it's so hard to say, like, uh, I have that disconnect of the person that I pretend to be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's just be real. We all have that facade that we put on day to day, but we know who we are behind it. You mm -hmm. know, we know the goofy person, we know the annoying person, we know who we are behind it. And, and, and I think when you have that PFP, when you have that bit of anonymity, like you can be that person a hundred percent, there's nothing holding you back. You don't have the self image that you have to portray. And I think that's powerful. I think that's a really powerful tool uh, for community. And then I think the other aspect of it is um, the web two space was, it was, it was 
it was great for what it did for like the global economy, but it wasn't great for the individual, right? So the Web2 space was very top down, like, okay, how can we siphon as much value away from these people? How can we take it into our own hands? And, and we know better than these people. So we're going to take it and do something with it because they don't really know what they're doing, right? Um, and like, sure, like there's, they're like, Look, they did a lot. The Web2 space has done a lot for humanity. Uh, but Web3 takes it and flips it around where it is. It's not top down. It's not what can we get from people. It's what can we give to people. And, and that whole dynamic, that shift in dynamic, that change um, is uh, it's refreshing, especially in today's world where yes. we put people, we put the power back in people's hands and we say, what do you want? Like, what do you want? You know, one thing I always tell like, uh, 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 one thing I try to drive home to like developers of projects, for example, a lot of developers, they come in and they say, this is my project. This is what I want to happen. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, and then that's it because it's mine and I made it. Man, that's dude, that's web two. That's web two. Um, you, you have to be able to, you know, you, you're not above your community. You guys are right here. If anything, this is the developer and it's right here. The community, the people if you, if you treat them like the boss, right? And like, this comes from my service background, right? Too, like, yeah. you know, cause uh, customer service, the customer is always right. The truth, hundred percent, that's just how it is. And, mm -hmm. and, and when you treat your community as your, as, as your, uh, you know, executive, as your CEO, as the person who, who dictates, granted, you're going to have the moon boys, you're going to have the, the people who are like, you know, buy up the floor and burn and burn, you know, you got to make some decisions there, executive decisions. And, and, but, but your core community who really loves the project, who's really there for the project, who's a family, if you treat them as partners and equals instead of subordinates, um, and, and people that are just going to buy your product and just treat them as consumers. If you don't treat them like that and you treat them as real people who have real ideas and feelings and, and incorporate that into your, your structure and your, your model, you're going to succeed. And, and what's great is now like you see larger companies taking that same model. You yeah. see uh, fortune 500 companies taking that model and saying, there's something here. Yeah, yeah, there is. Because when you treat people like people, they're going to be engaged and they're going to want to be a part of what you're doing. Yeah. That's like my favorite story when it comes to uh, a CEO comes to mind. There's like a franchise around us called uh, Market Basket. It's a grocery store, but everybody that talks about the founder, uh, Mike DeMoulis, I believe his name is the founder. Everybody would mention that because it's like everybody works and they're in high school. It's the place to work. People, there's all different levels. There's people there for 20 years, 30 years. Everybody would say as soon as he walked in with every location, he would say hi and talk to every single person in that building, the meat department, the janitor staff, the people in the back and treat them like family, make sure that they were doing well. And it seems like every like CEO I read that I really enjoy has that quality. And I, I think people kind of get kind of the idea that the CEO or the head lead, whatever you want to call them is like this person in charge and authoritative and is not collaborative, but the best ones are in the healthy workspace, especially in web three world are the ones that hear the community, what they're saying, how you doing, having a great conversation, because it makes them feel as they're they're part of something bigger, as you just said too, rather than saying, yeah, you're the you're the community just because you're a holder and you're not part of the team, founding team, yeah. your decision is not important. It, it's completely wrong. And 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 think about it. Okay. There's one of me. There's one of me. There's one Costa. There's one Lisa. Okay. 
There are 100 people in our community. There are 200 people in our community. There are 1,000 people in our community. And all of them have that aha idea. Every single one of them. Every single one of them has that idea. And I mean, just think about that. A thousand aha, big, mind-blowing, oh my God, that's an amazing idea. Every single one of them has one. That's, that is what is so exciting about this. That's what's so exciting about a project. And, and as you know, we're, we can kind of transition into how do you build a community? One of the things, our team is, is global. And we, we wanted that because we want to reach out to all areas of the world to bring in people. And it's not, that I keep saying the best minds, but it, it isn't that. It's, it doesn't have to be the best. We want diversity and inclusion. And we you know, we're, we're all the same. It doesn't matter where we live. It doesn't matter the color of our skin. It's if you, if you want to be in here and you want to be part of a community and you have an entrepreneurial spirit or creative endeavors and you want support and excitement, this is, this is the place to be. So having that in mind was how we decided to build out the community. And then um, talk a little bit about how you as uh, you know, see chief, officer go and actually build that out yeah sure so it starts with the process of um you know one thing that you don't want and one thing that like i think web 2 marketing kind of gets wrong in some sense it, it might be good for some models but it's not good for this model um and and that's uh, passive behavior like a lot of web 2 is perfectly fine with passivity and passiveness and uh, just like passive clicking on icons and clicking on buttons. Um, but with the Web3 uh, space, um, we, we, we need to get rid of that. And I think, I mean, honestly, I think with Web2 too, we need to get rid of that. Um, uh, we want to eliminate passive behavior. We need to free their minds and I guess like sort of wake them up from the matrix, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and show them the world at large. And, 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 and when you eliminate that passive behavior, what the future can hold, right? And not just for like a big business idea, but just a future holds for you and the relationships you can make and, um, and, and the, the, the network that you can have, uh, the, uh, the amount of friendships that you can make, right? So creating, creating a, a place where uh, there is uh, less passive behavior and more actual engaged behavior. Um, step two is you really want to create a like strong self-replicating culture um so the idea with communities is it it like i said like web3 is not a top uh, like a top-down thing it's a bottom-up so the the goal isn't for you to retain control we all know the idea of the corner office executive right who um they're so afraid of losing control, losing their position of power that they will like do enough to where they are needed forever, right? Uh, they'll do they'll, they'll do enough, but then they'll keep the business back. They'll keep the, the system back so that they can keep their position of power. And it's just a horrible way of doing things. Um, so, so with, with the web three and with community, you want, you want to empower them to take control. Um, so I, the idea is the, the longer the community goes, the less you should be involved. Um, the community should be just taking over um, because they want to. They enjoy the space. Um, they, they want to share their ideas. They want to take uh, leadership positions. Um, and they'll do it on their free time. That's the amazing thing about this too, is that these people, they just want to be a part of something amazing. Um, and so you want, to, you want to provide that for them. Um, and, but, uh, and how you do that really is like, you want to create a funnel, 
right? So it's a, a funnel and, and the experience that you want to uh, provide is one that, um, that I think once again, web two kind of gets wrong. Uh, web two is all about dopamine, right? So it's like uh, dopamine clicks. Um, everything you do is dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. Like people like your tweet, people retweet you. Uh, you have a, a certain amount of followers. It's all dopamine, right? Um, but what you really need to do is you need to incorporate some endorphins and serotonin. So how, how I look at it is like the dopamine is needed. You need people to come into a community uh, and they need to feel that warm, fuzzy feeling at first, right? Uh, you have to get them uh, in and you have to make them feel happy. And dopamine is a great uh, tool for that. So, you know, warm, warm greetings by the community, um, having, having people there that know how to uh, communicate with people effectively um, and know how to speak to them on their level, how to transition how they speak per to a person based on who that person is right it's not just a one size fits all um so once you do that they're getting that dopamine but the other thing is that you need a bit of a challenge um in the communities that you manage you need it can't just be here's everything um it's all at your fingertips here you go you need a bit of a challenge because us as humans if you know and this is a bit of psych 101 i guess but if we get something for free, we don't value it, right? So you need a bit of a challenge. Yeah, I, I just had I just had this situation today. That's so funny. It's it's true though, right? Like if oh, you definitely. if somebody if if you go pick something up for free, like you don't even care about it. Like yeah. like you like you just don't. But that that you know hundred thousand dollar car that you purchased, man. If somebody even comes near that thing, you're <laughs> you're like you know. Um, so, so, you know, that's just how, that's just how we work. So you need, you need a bit of challenge. Um, and, uh, you, you, so that way, when you're, uh, completing these challenges, you're, you're getting those endorphins and those endorphin pathways are set, right? Um, so you're creating that relationship with what you're doing. Um, so your mind says, this is valuable. Um, and, and, and that's one way we could even trick ourselves in real world and in our, in our daily lives, do something that challenges you people don't do something that's easy, right. challenge yourself, but, um, and, and then once you overcome that challenge, once you complete that obstacle, once you jump over it, once you do the hur hurdle, um, then you get that serotonin set in and that serotonin creates that long lasting relationship with what you just did saying, I did that. I achieved it. This is amazing. I'm here now. Yep. Um, and, and then after that, it's off to the races. Now you have your leaders. Now you have your people who want to participate. Now you have uh, your moderators, community moderators. You have all of the people who have done that, that path um, and they're, they're bought in and, and they love what you're doing. And I know that might sound a little bit like manipulation, but it's really not. It's, it's just, it's utilizing the tools that we have in here. Um, and, and, you know, the, the best minds in the world will say to train your own brain that way, right? That's how you trick yourself to do things you don't even want to do, you know? Um, and, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's a bit of how I kind of go about, uh, go about it. Great. How, how long, um, cause you talked about a lot you've talked about, and so you talked about how you build it, how you sustain it. Um, and how long would you say on average does it take for a community to actually sustain it on their own, kind of have the training wheels of your leadership come off? It, it, it really varies. It depends on the project. It's all like um, you can't throw a blanket on something and just say it's all the same, you know. Um, so it really depends on the project. It depends on what you're doing. Um, I would say anywhere from... 
you know, it, it all depends. If it's a PFP project and it was just a hype launch and it's just uh, like, you know, let's uh, moon, moon and all whitelist and all VIP. And it's just like, uh, and you have like 50,000 people in there. And then like the day after mid, you have like five, um, <laughs> you know, then then it's going to take you a few months. It's going to take you probably five to six months, possibly to, to really, to really get that community. Cause you'd never built it in the first place. Um, so, so like it's, it's important. It's always important. And this is for any aspiring community manager or, or somebody launching their NFT uh, project. It's important to realize that it is so much easier to build your community before mint than it is after mint. Um, and, and, and if you build that community before mint, you're going to save, let's say you spend three weeks, four weeks, let's say three to four weeks building a community, strong community. You're going to save four to five months on the back end. Like you're like, you, it'll take like 10 times longer for you to do it after mint. So don't rush this. Like community is important. Um, but if it's, if it's a, if it's a mission driven project, um, if it has a vision um, and it has brought in the community that that uh, that engages with that commission uh, uh, that mission that believes in that mission it could probably be done in a month or two like easily like probably even sooner um, mm -hmm. it, it just depends on what that mission is and um, and if people resonate with it or not what's the favorite part about your job man there's so many um, <laughs> this this I mean mm -hmm. uh, you know I uh, I love that I'm able to speak with amazing people every day and get paid for it. Uh, like, um, like, you know, I'm just being honest. Like I get to, I get to have fun. I get to host, you know, I get to host events. I get to play poker. I get to talk <laughs> to people about their passion. Um, yeah. I get to, I mean, like that's, I mean, like <laughs> what is going on right now? Um, and, and I, I, everything, everything I do, I love it. I love training people. So one, like I could go on about how much I love this. So like, um, like one thing that I've done in my past, uh, is, you know, I was a training director. I was, a um, uh, a culture and training development director. And I've always enjoyed the fact that like the act of taking somebody that might not have, you know, that many skills in a certain area mm -hmm. and showing them like, this is how it can be. This is how your life can be. Um, and, and then changing their life forever, like forever, where like, they will never have to work minimum wage again, like ever, you know, like they can go, you know, they can provide for their family. They can like, and I did that. Like I had a part in that, you know, like that's yeah. oh, like, we all say, like, we've heard that thing. Like if you change one person's life, you know, you've made it, you've done it, you know, like that cold cliche, but it's so true. Um, and I just love, I love it. I love it. And, and you could never and tell that doesn't come across at all. <laughs> <laughs> you have absolutely no enthusiasm. For None. Zero, zero. Um, let me ask you this. Costa and I are always talking about, you know, why we, came up with the project and we are the same like there's no holding back on the enthusiasm you can tell that this is a passion project and we're super pumped up about it but you know coming from the founders that's one thing right we have You're to be right. at it um so you coming on the team which we're so grateful to have you but from your perspective what got you excited because you didn't have to come on the team you got tons of you got tons of business um what drew you to Billionaire Links Club. 
So I think, so in our first interview, I shared at the end of the first interview, I shared a link. Um, do you guys remember the link that I shared by any chance? Was it the statistic link? No, 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 no. That was, that was one of them, but no, it was the link to the project that I tried to launch like a while ago. Oh yeah. My- oh, yeah. 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 Totally. And, um, this, what you guys are doing and what your vision is, has been a vision of mine forever. Um, connecting people because, you know, I've been in this space so long, like even back in 2017, I saw so many people on that social media platform that had so many amazing skills that were great artists, that were great musicians, that were great thinkers, entrepreneurs, um, and nobody ever gave them the time. Nobody really like took the time to say, hey, come with me. Like they would, but it was all self-serving. It was like, come with me so I can use you for what I want you to do for me. Um, and it wasn't like, let's build something together. And so, uh, so that's been a dream of mine forever is, is, is creating a space, what I call, what, what I like to say, it's a, it's a, a digital maker space, right? Um, and, and it's, a, it's for makers um, to come together and create something amazing together. Um, and uh, so, so that drew me in from the minute you guys sent me the link about your project and explained a little bit about it. I was hooked within like 10 minutes. I was like, yes, yes, please. I want to be a part of this. <laughs> Good. That's great. That's awesome. Feedback. That's such a, it's a similar, that's literally the reason kind of why we started it. I mean, throughout both our lives, we talk about this. I've came across so many talented people, friends, musicians that, are, that had passion, social media friends that do, did TikTok. And a big thing with all of them is like you had all this talent, but you didn't know what to do. It was like you could have conversations with them and say, hey, I think this and that. But then somebody else would ask you a question. They would, but there was no like organization to it. And I think a big thing I feel as though on LinkedIn, especially that I've, I've I really took an interest in LinkedIn in terms of the Web3 community there too. And it's the same thing. It's very, everybody has such great ideas. It's people that are developers, social media people, website people, marketers, all interacting on each other's content too. But there's just a little bit of like, disorganization somewhere that I wish there was some way and back in February, no, back in, I would say the summer, September ish. It was when I started to see projects take off that were missing those pieces. And it didn't click until like October. Where I was like, took this idea of what me and Lisa have been talking about for since we've met about taking talented people and putting them together in a place that they can collaborate and be free to think. It was like, yeah. I don't know why projects haven't done that. And that was when people asked like, what was the aha moment? It was just that click of being creating something that everybody else wasn't doing in a place that people could be entrepreneurs, creators, um, artists, whatever it is, could be all be in a place to see each other grow. And I think yeah. that's honestly, if we do that in which we will do that and you have all these talented people in one place organized from all different fields, we can collaborate together and five years from now, we always say, Lisa's the one that always says this all the time. Five years from now, you could be like, I got my start. I'm this worldwide singer. I started in BLC. Like this was my NFT. I held one of these and we could have people, whether you're successful already or not collaborating together. And this could be something that for years and years to come could be something incredible that I can't even put into words sometimes. A launch pad for talent. Exactly. That's perfect. I was just going to say, I wanted to um, just mention, I think the people that I've talked to, sometimes they get confused because when the, people don't know a lot about NFTs and what they do know is it's a PFP and they're like, I don't understand what you're doing. Yeah. So basically we are in a piece of art that's going to be traded. Your NFT purchase gets you the membership to be in this club and access all that it has to offer. Totally. Um, so, then you can trade it if you want to. I mean, if you don't like the community, yeah, you, you can trade it. Absolutely. Trade it but but it, it's, you're 
it's it, think of it as a membership. NFTs can be used as membership. It's your it's your pass to get into this community where we share ideas, uh, collaborate, and there's a component to it that's kind of like a Shark Tank component that are for community members only. This isn't for projects outside of the community that you can come and pitch your idea, and um, the community votes and on, on funding you, and it, the funds come from our DAO. So it's. Oh so awesome yeah 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 you, i mean if you don't get picked um you can always come back and try again however you have access to thousands and thousands of people within this community that can send your idea or your art or your music or business idea out to everybody in their networks i mean the reach is so enormous and so impactful like and even if even if you don't get picked Okay, so let's say there's a vote, a DAO vote, okay? Yep. And you don't get picked. A thousand people say yes, 1200 people say no, you don't get picked. That thousand people love your idea and they're gonna reach out to you and say, let's do this. Look, yeah. I mean, like, so, so you might not get picked by the DAO funds, but yep. there's gonna be so many people that are like, dude, I love your idea, let's do this. Uh, and, and you guys can make something happen. And I, I do wanna just say like, I think the reason why a lot of projects haven't done this before is because it is that fear factor. If, if, we, if we bring people together and they do their own thing, well, then it's not our thing. Um, and like, that's fine, man. Like, let them do their own thing. Like, like, and, and that's, that's what we want to encourage. That, yeah. That's why we'll say on, on these uh, pod, all these podcasts that we're on, it's that we aren't the competition. We're not looking to hold on to your ideas. We're looking almost like a think tank. Just come in, to get your brains going, start the, start the networking happen. You could be a, um, you know, not all of our brains work the same. You know, musicians are incredibly talented, but sometimes have a hard time executing on, on their path forward. So there will be other people within the group that could help with that. You know, a, an art, a musician can connect with a videographer and they can put together a, you know, a music video. Um, you can come in here if you are thinking of starting an NFT project and you don't have the resources or the time or the even to know where to go to start vetting out how you build out a team. It's a whole nother uh, it topic of conversation. It's it, because it's huge and it's so important as we all know. But you can come in here. These people are already vetted. We'll already have a successful project. There's founders in this community that have already done it. So um, that that's the part that I, and Cust and I, the whole team is going to be in Discord. So it's not something that you're gonna come into and then boom, you know, we're, we're somewhere in, in, the, in the dark. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of those conversations Same. and see where we can take people. I think a big thing with that whole, you both said one, Lisa, you're saying competition and, and James were saying like that control element too. I was listening to uh, one of my favorite podcast shows. It's called the, the School of Greatness by Lewis Howes. He has a bunch of great guests on and they asked him when he started this, like, why didn't you name it the Lewis Howes show? And he said, well, I wanted it to be bigger than Lewis Howes. If it was Lewis Howes, then it would be about me, but it's not about me. It's about the guests that I bring on the show and the value that they provide to everybody. So if we wanted this to be about us, it would be the cost and Lisa club then we would be we'll, we'll, we'll do that one next <laughs> exactly um and the beauty of this to tie in that whole, whole web three component of it is what happens is after that we sell we mint we sell out and then what will happen on the secondary market for people that don't understand nfts it's up to that community the founders the team the people in the community to constantly providing value and then society dictates what it's worth being the billionaire links club so if the billionaire links club is doing events every year and this is a think tank shark tank where we're launching projects and projects are getting their start 
And to be more valuable, you're going to want to be in this group. And there's a limited supply of that. So it's not just a one and done. That's what you would call a cash grab in this industry or just that quick PFP project that James mentioned, hype it up, moon boy, done. This is a almost like a, you have to think of it as a stock and your ticket into this club is the NFT. Yeah, that's right. Great, great way to put it. Well, Love guys, it. this has been awesome. Um, for sure. We'll see you tomorrow at the team meeting. But thanks for taking the time today to get on the get on this episode. We appreciate you. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Becoming. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.